good afternoon to everyone. We give a very warm welcome to all who have come. It's good to see the, the park filled well this afternoon again. So we welcome you all and trust the Lord will bless each and every one for coming. Good to be back again among friends here in Valley Clare. And we trust the Lord, as we've said, will bless each for attending the meeting. But asked to make some announcements, please, in the will of the Lord. On Wednesday evening, there's no Bible reading or prayer meeting here owing to the holidays. Then next Lord's Day at 11.30 is the breaking of bread meeting. No Sunday school. And then at 4.30, the prayer meeting for the drive-in. And then the drive-in uh, gospel meeting at the same time as now, 5 o'clock. And the speaker for that meeting is Mr. Ivan McLean from Ahokam. And as today, you're made very welcome. And you'll be made welcome at these meetings. And of course, they're all announced subject to the will of the Lord. Now we'll have a, a word of prayer, please. Our Father, we bow now in thy presence in the worthy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thankful again we are for the purpose of our open air meeting. It is again to spread again this glorious message, this gospel concerning thy beloved Son. We're thankful for the gospel. It is all concerning our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Thy word reminds us that neither is there salvation in any other? For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. We're thankful, Father, that there is salvation full and free through the work accomplished by thy beloved Son at Calvary. So we pray this afternoon as the message would be proclaimed that any in the park or any under the sound of her voice that know not the Saviour, that they would hear the voice of God today, that they would respond and they would obey the message and come and receive thy beloved Son as Saviour. We're thankful for the day of grace. We're thankful for this opportunity. And we're glad that thy word still assures us that behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We pray that some solar souls will leave the park today for the first time rejoicing in the knowledge of sins forgiven, knowing that all is well for eternity. We do ask, as we commit ourselves to thee, looking to thee for thine help, in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now I'd like to turn to the Bible, please, to read, first of all, in Job. Job, please, chapter number 14, and verse 1. Man that is born of a woman is of a few days, and and full of trouble. He cometh forth like a flower, and is cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow, and continueth not. Verse 10, But man dieth, and wasteth away. Yea, man giveth up the ghost. And where is he? And then to John's Gospel, please, chapter number 3, and we read verse 4. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And verse 9, Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Verse 14, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then I'll ask you to turn to another reading if you have your Bible. It's in First Kings, please, chapter number 18, just for one verse. Verse number 21. First Kings 18, verse 21. And Elijah came 
unto all the people and said, How long? Halt ye between two opinions. If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. We know that the Lord will add a blessing to these familiar verses again this afternoon from the Bible. The little thought that's on my mind for the meeting is very simple. I want to speak and think about three questions. We have read a question that Job asks. It's a question about destiny. Job asks the question as he thinks of man's birth, and then he thinks of man's death, and then he thinks of man entering the big world. Here's his question. Where is he? So we want to think about a question of destiny. Where is he? Then when we come to John's Gospel, we want to think there of a question of deliverance. The Lord Jesus was asked a question by Nicodemus on two occasions. How can a man be born when he is old? Or how can these things be? In other words, if I need the new birth, and if it's essential for me to be saved, tell me, Lord Jesus, how can I be born again? So a question of deliverance, not only a question of destiny, but a question of deliverance. How a man, woman, boy or girl can be saved and know it, and can know that all is well and to know that they'll never perish, and to be absolutely sure that they'll be in heaven. I tell you, people, there's nothing like it. We often sing, what can equal joy divine? What can sweeter be than knowing that one's soul is saved and saved eternally? Nothing to be compared, people, with knowing that all is well, that heaven is my fatherland, heaven is my home. A question of destiny. A question of deliverance, how we can be saved. But then we have a question of delay. Elijah asked a question, how long? Oh, it's a question of delay. How long? Halt ye. And we'll finish with, with that question. We know that there's likely some in the park today, and you know you need to be saved. And you know you should be saved. And you know you'll never be in heaven if you're not saved. But you delay. I ask you today, how long? How long? Now is the accepted time, says the word of God. Now is the day of salvation. So you'll remember those three little points we want to consider together. A question of destiny. A question of deliverance or salvation. And a question of delay. How long? Halt ye between two opinions. When we think of what we've read in Job chapter 14, Job brings before us life. He starts at the commencement of life for we started to read and then he, he closes at, in verse number 10 at the end of life. Man leaving this world here and entering the big world that never ends. And Job asks the question, where is he? When we think of what Job begins this chapter in chapter 14 and verse number 1, he says, man that is born. He just brings us right away to life and right, right away to your beginning and my beginning. And the word of God is something that you and I need to consider when we think of your beginning and my beginning. The Bible is, is so clear and the Bible just makes it so clear as regarding your commencement and my commencement. The word of God, we don't be into the Bible too many verses till we read words like these. That the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And then we read these, these very witty words. Man became a living soul. So there's how you and I commenced. That when you and I were born, that when you and I breathed our first, the Bible wants us to understand that we were so different 
from every other life. We are so different to everything else that was created or born. The Bible says you and I are living souls. wonder how do you consider that much? That you and I, the moment of birth, have eternal existence. Never ever a time when you will not be or neither will I. I trust all the children appreciate that. I trust all you boys and girls understand that in the busyness of life, as you commence your little journey, the Bible says that you and I are living, living souls. Bible tells us too that how we commenced our little journey, not only as living souls, but the Bible tells us that we were born in sin. Oh, you say, John, I have heard that, and I, I have heard that, ah, dear soul, I wonder, have you ever really considered the seriousness of it? That not only you and I are living souls, but the Bible reminds us that you and I are sinners. It's a tremendously solemn thing to understand. And in Romans 5 and 12, we have those plain statements, those plain words from the Word of God. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered. There we have sin entering into the world. Sin coming into the world through Adam. Then the Bible says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered. Then it says death. That's why there's sickness. That's why there's sorrow. That's why there's death. It is because of sin's entry into this world. And sin has run down into every family and every home. The word of God reminds us that there's absolutely no difference whatever. Oh, says Job, man that is born, he reminds us of our birth. And reminds us of our sin. Reminds us of our need. And the word of God reminds us not only you that we started a little journey. The Bible says you and I, we go astray. And the word of God again reminds us all we like sheep. No difference, no respecter of person. We're all the same. Every one of us all straying away from God. And the Bible, the Lord Jesus taught in, in Matthew chapter 7, that their man is on the broad road. That's where our journey started, taking us away from God in our sins. And the Bible reminding us, ending, ending how solemn and how serious and how weighty in destruction. So there we are reminded that man, man that is born. And the word of God again reminds us in Isaiah chapter 59 that your sins and your iniquities have separated you and I from God. How, how solemn. In a world when sin is so, so, so little thought about, here's God's word reminding us of its seriousness and of the reality. Living souls and sinners on the broad way and needing a saviour. So here we have then Job reminds us of the end of life. He says, man that is born of a woman, few days full of trouble. Then he says in verse number 10, but man, but, but, what is it, Job? Man dieth. There's something that I can't deny. And there's something there's no one in any of those can You can't deny this. Neither can I. It's written over foreheads. Death. But man dieth. Sometimes it's a child dies. Sometimes it's a, it's a teenager. Sometimes it's an early twenties. But death comes to us all. I just visited a, a gentleman there lately. 
and his daughter was in, in the little room in the hospital. His daughter said, asked me to come down to speak to her dad. And uh, I went in, and the dad wasn't well. And she was saying to her dad, she said, Dad, she says, I'm here with you, Daddy. And she says, that I, I'll not leave you, I'm here. I'm here with you. And I read and prayed with him. And she said, I'm here with you, Daddy, and I'll, I'll stay with you and I'll comfort you. And uh, in a few minutes, her daddy was gone into eternity. Oh, he was loved. But he couldn't be kept. Death come. And just from that little ward in Lagan Valley Hospital, that father, loved by all, left earth. But thank God he left it for glory. He left it for heaven. Why? Because he was seen. Man dieth. But here's Job's question for you today. And for us all. Where is he? Or where is she? That's the only thing will really matter, friend, when it comes to leaving this world for the big world. Not matter how many of a family we had, if we had any. No matter how much land I owned, if we had any. No matter how much money I had. Not matter how many degrees I had. Not matter how many exams I passed. Not matter how many holidays I have had. The only thing that will matter at that moment is my soul saved. Is my sins forgiven? Am I leaving earth for heaven? Or am I leaving earth for hell? The question of destiny. You not think me unkind today as I ask you. If you were called today to leave this small world for the big world. This small earth for the big world that never ends. For the things that are seen. To move to a world where things are not seen. The things are eternal. But I ask you as I move on, where will you spend eternity? This question comes to you and I. Tell me, what will your answer be? Where will you spend eternity? You know there's two regions on the other shore. One is called heaven. Heaven with all its glory and with all its joy. And yes, there's another place the Bible speaks about hell with all its gloom to be lost eternally. And the big question for us all to ask is Job's, to answer Job's question quietly as you sit in your silver car or your white car or your blue car or your red car or you sit in your home, stop in the busyness of life and ask yourself the question from the holy book. Where? Oh, where? 
will my soul be? Five minutes after I die. A question of destiny. And remember, soul, it's for eternity. A question of deliverance. There was a man and his name was Nicodemus came to the Lord Jesus to inquire. To inquire about salvation. To inquire about getting right with God. And the Lord Jesus told him that if ever Nicodemus you're going to be in God's heaven. Nicodemus you need to be born again. You need the new birth. You need to be saved. You're a sinner. And your sins will, will take you away from God. And will take you to eternal judgment forever. But but you need to be born again, Nicodemus. You need to be saved. You need to have your sins forgiven. And Nicodemus asked twice, he says, how, 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 how is it possible? How can I? Uh, how, how can I be saved? How can I know it? I wonder if there's anyone in, in the park today are listening to us, and that would be your, your question. How, if, if I need this salvation, if I'm not right for heaven, if my sins are taking me away from God to be lost, how can I be, how can I be delivered? How can I be saved? Well, the Lord Jesus told him plainly, as the question was asked, how can these things be? The Lord Jesus told him about his coming. The Lord Jesus told him about his coming, speaking about himself coming and he had come down from heaven. That a wonderful thing so. In order that you and I could get to heaven, the Lord Jesus came down from heaven. And he was here amongst men, born in Bethlehem. You all know the story. Jesus, my Savior, to Bethlehem came, lived in this world for 33 years or so. And then he told Nicodemus that night, in order that you, a guilty sinner, Nicodemus, could be saved. He says, I had to be lift, will be lifted up on a cross. That's the story of the gospel, dear people. That's God's message concerning Christ, how you and I can have our sins forgiven, not by anything that you can do, or not by anything that I can do, not by anything that we can achieve. No, it's all to do with what Christ has done. So someone tell us, what, what has Christ done? Well, Christ, the Lord Jesus, God's only Son, was lifted up on a cross at Calvary. Here the Lord Jesus told Nicodemus, he says, I'll be lifted up on a cross. And you all know the story, don't you? There is a green hill far away we sing without a city wall where our dear Lord was crucified. And there outside the city, the Lord Jesus Christ was lifted up on a cross at Calvary. And what took place when the Lord Jesus was lifted between earth and heaven and there hanging upon a cross? Here's what the Bible tells us concerning Jesus Christ. That there Christ on the cross died for our sins. What a truth. Jesus died upon the cross for sinners. A holy God laid upon Christ, his sinless son, the iniquity of us all. And the word of God reminds us in Isaiah 53 concerning Christ that he was wounded there and it was for our transgressions. He was bruised and it was for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was all on him. It was he alone suffered. It was he alone died. 
It was he alone provided salvation. He was the only one that could provide salvation for you and provide salvation for me. In that same old hymn we read, there was none other good enough to pay the price of sin. He was the only one that was sinless. He was the only one that was spotless and pure. And on the cross he died for sinners. On the cross he died for the guilty. On the cross he paid what God's throne demanded on account of your sin and mine. And John's the writer that tells us in his gospel that he cried, it's finished. And that's because of his work. Nicodemus was told that night, Nicodemus, you can be saved. You're a religious man. You're a a, a good man. But Nicodemus, it's Christ you need. And Nicodemus was told how he could be delivered and saved. And Nicodemus was told, he says, Whosoever, Nicodemus, believeth in him and Christ. That's how a soul gets delivered from their sins. That's how a soul can be delivered from the wrath which is to come. By acknowledging, I'm just a helpless, hopeless sinner. And my sins deserve eternal judgment. But oh my God, so loved the world. What a story that he gave his only begotten son. He could give no more when God gave his only son. Christ could give no more when he gave himself willingly to the death of the cross and died for the ungodly, died for us. And Paul said, he died for me, the son of God. He loved, he loved me. I'm the chief of sinners, says Paul. But Jesus Christ loved me. And Jesus Christ died for me. And Paul reminds us that he believed on him. And here we have it in our text. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Dear people, today, as I'll soon draw my remark to a close, that's God's way to heaven for every sinner, not by doing one's best, not by trying one's hardest. No, dear soul, it's acknowledging that God is right. I'm a lost sinner, but God has loved a sinner like me, and God has given his son, and Christ on the cross has died for a sinner like me. And the poet penned the sinner who believes is free, can say the Savior died for me, can point to his atoning blood, and say this made my peace with God. And there's how a solar soul can be delivered. In these two verses, verses 15 and 16, we have that grand word, Whosoever, it's whosoever believeth in him. I would say to anyone today, don't leave the park and think that salvation is not for you. It's needed by you, but it's available to you today. And as whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The question of deliverance is through faith alone in God's beloved son. You could leave the park rejoicing this very day, knowing that your soul is saved. Don't, don't leave today without Christ's soul. It's too important. Then we have that question asked, how long, how long? How long halt you? If I were to ask that personally to you today, I wonder how you would answer. 
How long are you going to halt? Here the question was asked, it was God or Bea. I ask you, dear soul, saying it's Christ, Christ of the world. Salvation or damnation, heaven or hell. How long halt ye between two opinions? You know that you need to repent. You know that you need to trust Christ. But then, dear soul, you delay. And you say, maybe when the gospel is preached in, in one occasion, and recorded in the scripture, it says, people, as they listen to it, they said, we'll hear thee again. In other words, what you're saying is true. What I need is Christ. What I need is salvation. But I'll hear thee again some other time, some other day, some other way, some other time, but not now. Oh, dear soul, I would love this afternoon that you would hear, hear the word of God right into your soul today and hear that now is the time. In 2 Corinthians 6 and 2, we read words like these, that behold now, now, not tomorrow. No, so how long halt ye? You have halted, you have hesitated, you have put it off. I say to you today, dear soul, in God's name, if you're not saved, listen to the, to the word of God. Now is the accepted time. Now. Did you hear that, gentlemen, if you're not saved in the park? That's not from John Rogers. That's from God's holy book. Girls, I ask you, girls, did you hear that? You say, John, I have things to see to. I know you have. You have other important things you have. But friend, there's nothing more important than making the right choice and choosing Christ today, not tomorrow. How long, halt ye? A question of delay. I close as we think of what the poet penned. What if the word were passed this day now? Ballyclare Gospel Hall, Car Park. Today you're hearing the gospel for the last time. How long, Hulky? How long, Hulky? There's a man, and he was brought face to face with eternal, with eternal realities. And when he was face to face with them, here's what he said. He trembled. He says, go for now. Do I hear that? Do I hear that? Is that your language? Go for now. Not now. You're not saying not never, but you're certainly saying not now. You're saying about that man. Here's what God said. God said, thy fool, thy fool, don't be a fool today, friend. Today, if you hear his voice, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, shall we pray. Father, we close our little meeting here in Valley Clare, thankful for all that have come, thankful for all that have listened. Remember thy word, we pray. We pray for everyone in the park and listening that know not Christ. Give them that wisdom and that understanding, Father, to consider wisely these important matters. And we do pray that there will be a soul or souls even today that will not rest until 
They believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and the promise is, Thou shalt be saved, partest with thy blessing in the worthy name of thy Son, our Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I thank you for your patience. If you just give me a minute to get to the gate and remember the meetings announced, please, in the will of the Lord. Thank you.